Black Tech Green Money isn't just about telling the stories of successful black entrepreneurs. It's also about giving actionable and wealth building strategies that help you protect the future of our communities. That's why we're pleased to be supported by State Farm Insurance. State Farm also believes that we must invest in our communities to achieve economic growth by sponsoring programs like the AXO, which rewards high school students for their academic achievements. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. In the pressure cooker of the NBA playoffs, there's no room to fake it. Every pass, shot, and dribble is immediately consequential. The playoffs are the time for the real. Real stakes, real emotions, real sweat, blood, and tears, real legacies. Which teams will rise from the chaos? Which teams will conquer? Which team is going to make this year their year? You already know when and where to find these moments of unscripted, pure entertainment. Don't miss one minute of the action. Tune into the NBA playoffs on ESPN and ABC. If you're looking for the most epic place on earth, let's start at the base of a massive waterfall. Then trek through the thick jungle. Then climb to the peak of a snowy mountaintop. Then once you get there, keep going. Because with intelligent 4x4 and 7 drive modes and a Nissan Pathfinder, the search is the real adventure. Available feature. Intelligent 4x4 cannot prevent collisions or provide enhanced traction in all conditions. Always monitor traffic and weather conditions. Taz, I want to ask you a question real quick. Let's just keep a real straight shot with no chaser. I'm going to get a little bit rough. I'm here for those who really believe in the American process. All of us. Straight shot, no chaser. With your girl, Tesla Figaro, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. What's happening, straight shooters? This is your girl, Tesla Figaro, here for another episode of my friend that we brought back again for a second time, Dupree Do It All Kelly, future councilman of West Ward of Newark, New Jersey. West Side. I kind of wanted to say West Side, even though I know you're typically from the East. You know, we got the East Coast, hey, West Side. Might as well throw the dub up on that. I might as well throw the dub up. <laughs> I got to get it in where I can. That's right. But thank you so much, homie, for joining us again a second time to talk about your race. How are you? Man, I'm good, Says. Thank you, man. You look amazing. And just thank, thank you, man. Thank you for having me on. And I'm really happy that how the show is taking off for you. And, and that's just because you're solid, man. You're a solid oh. person, man. You know, you keep it a buck. And I like that. Thank you so much. That's hard to be in this business, as mm. you know. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> because so, so many people look at it as a business. Uh, to me, it's always been a purpose. Um, you and I talked about that when you joined us early on, you know, in the show, your purpose. And we talked a lot about, you know, the words that Pac gave you what he saw in you he saw you being a community leader before you ever saw it here you are again yeah here you are again running uh for hip-hop for the culture i mean actually being taken serious as a serious candidate Mm -hmm. um last time we talked we talked about how important it is that we represent you know the communities that we live in that we serve that we love and really having a uh of a voice at the table uh, that understands, you know, the needs of the community. Uh, and that's been missing. Yeah. When we look at Generation X, when we look at Millennial Generation or the X-Lineal, which is the combination of the two. That's kind of where I fall. And when we talk about hip hop, we talk about the voice of the streets, whether it's East Coast, West Coast, the South, whatever it is, it's always been a mirror, a reflection of what we're dealing with in uh, urban communities. And so why not have hip hop at the table more than just supporting a candidate or performing for a candidate? Why not have hip hop at the table actually shaping policy? But what's also more important, what I love about your background is you're not just at the table to be hip hop. You actually know what the hell you're talking about and what you're doing. So tell us why. I know when you were here before, you were talking about running again. You've now done that. Your race is set. Uh, from May 2022, you out there early, like yeah. way early. I know races used to be three months ahead, six months ahead. Now people are getting out a year, two years ahead. So tell us where you are. What happened from the time that we last spoke last year on you really saying, OK, I'm going to do this. I'm putting my name on the ballot. I'm going for this again. Uh, what, what brought you to that decision? Um, A few things, you know, uh, watching the community uh, and the culture of hip hop and, and seeing Scarface go forward. And Willie D having aspirations and, and even Luke in Miami, 
having aspirations. It felt good. Like, you know, I wasn't looking for any credit for anything, but I felt like I played my, my race last time played a part in it. And that's what it's about, right? It's, it's about being, seeing and being. And I think that it, by me running the first time, I believe that people were unsure. Why is he doing it? Is he just trying to get clout or clout chase, as we say in hip hop? And, you know, with my nonprofit organization, 211 Community Impact, I believe that they started to see that I was really doing the work. And that was part of my plan, too, is any issues that I see in my community. I've been doing this work for probably over 20 years, but people only remember the last eight, you know. And, and that's part of it, though, by not, you know, not talking about the issues and, and doing lip service on it, but actually attacking it. And, and whether you're, you're, you fulfill or, or solve a solution, at least you're attacking it and you're bringing eyes and awareness to whatever the issues are without just speaking about it, but with your actions. And that's what I started to do. And, and then those receipts started to add up. You know, as those receipts started to add up, computers and the devices for all program, um, the dock on the block where we have the big health vans coming to the number blocks. And if, you live, if you're from North New Jersey or know anything about North New Jersey, those number blocks are not so friendly blocks, you know, and, and uh, bringing health awareness there and, and just all of those type of things that really impact the community. And the community started to speak up and say, man, we want you to be a voice. And it reminded me of how we are voices in hip hop. You know, the voices of hip hop, we speak for those unheards in our area and those voiceless in our area. And that's the same thing. So my community war chest started to grow. It started to build real heavy. And I started to say, I started to learn from my, my I won't say mistakes, but my shortcomings last election when I ran at large, I noticed that community and activism is very, very important and, and being a public servant and not really being a politician, but just from actually doing the work, I started to know that that community and that activism only gets you to a certain point, mm-hmm. you know, and then you really need political power to really make that impact that is necessary in the community. And a lot of times when you when you go after that political political power to push your um, community incentives, then that's when the lines start to be drawn. There's good, there's bad. You might tick this person off to get this. I might have to do something small over here that you might not totally be in agreement with to get the big thing that you need for in the community. And that's where it becomes political. That's where the politics comes into play. And, you know, uh, a lot of the you know, your constituents or the residents in the neighborhood, they don't understand that. They just want what they want, when they want it, how they want it. And if it's something that looks like it goes against what they want, then they're automatically against you. And, and, and that's the, you know, that's the hard part of, of trying to find the balance between community, public service and politics. Because we, we know how we grew up says we look at politicians like politicians and all of the funny little words and all of that. Mm-hmm. But but really, I'm starting to learn that there is an importance if you in, if you unite the right way with the right people. And, and this time, this time around, from the work I've done, it has put me on what we call in politics the line, line A, or it, it has put me with the machine, or has put me with the administration, which is the current incumbent administration, our mayor, uh, Rajay Baraka. They, uh, they saw, see fit to put me on the team. Now, putting you on a team now also invites all of his enemies or, right. or people who don't like them. And it takes me out of the safe zone. So by taking me out of the safe zone, I'm cool with that, though, if we're going to really make a difference. You know what I mean? Because I can stand up for what I believe in and stand up for my community and allow them to see the receipts and not just talk about certain things, you know, so. It's, it's just been a, a different go at it. And, and it feels a little heavier this time. And people will say, well, you're on the machine. You're, on, you're with the ticket. So why does it feel heavier? The, the independence actually was, was just like the word. It was almost free. It was independent. You know, I didn't have all, might have had eyes on me because yeah. I come from the hip hop. But 
it didn't have the, the heaviness of yeah, it. Yeah, the expectation. Yeah. The ex- mm-hmm. yes, there you go. And now this time, it's like all guns aimed at me. All eyes are on me. And I understand that it's heavy because I'm the one that they're looking at. And, and you know, I don't want to, I don't want to, uh, you know, make anybody think that, that it's not the right choice. I want to do the right thing. And that's all I can do is do the work. You know, I just got to outwork and shoot a community that all of the things that I've been doing up until now, I haven't stopped. When I lost, the, we didn't get the seat, but it wasn't a loss for me. You know, we built relationships last time. So yeah. it, it wasn't a loss, you know, it, it, and it was a learning experience that now I feel like the, the community is starting to understand who I am because attached to my nonprofit organization last time, I wasn't the type of person that said, oh, this is do it all from Laws of the Underground. I just gave your family this. Or this is do it all from, it was just my organization. So it wasn't necessarily my name. But in politics, you have to let them know what you've been doing. You have to let them. So now that's why I say, even though I've been doing this work probably for 25, 30 years plus, now people are starting to say, oh, well, 211 is you. Oh, that was you. And that only is going back really to 11 years. It'll be 12 years in, in February. So now some people think that I'm just coming out because I'm running for politics. But the people who really know and the people who are recipients of those services, they really know. And you can't deny the work. I'm glad to hear that you're making that connection because there's always this assumption. Well, I don't want to say assumption, but with black folks, we tend to think that talking about our receipts is not being humble or being prideful or being e- no, it's just the receipt. If I if I go and I purchase something, I get a receipt that shows that I made that purchase. That investment into the community matters. It matters because other people are not making that investment. And I tell candidates all the time that I work with monthly that you need to be talking about what you do. You need to talk about what you do and what you've done is far more important of what you finna do. So let me say it again. What you've already finished is more important than what you finna do. Too many politicians get in. I'm finna do this and I'm finna do that and I'm finna do that and I'm going to do this and I'm going to. What have you done? So all of those things that you're talking about are important. A couple of things that I'm just, you know, that I that made me want, you know, popped up in my head when you were talking. And then, two, yes, you've done it 20 years. Yes, you've done it 11 years. But the most important thing is what have you done for them lately? And because you stayed in the grind which is where candidates fail, in my opinion, because you stayed in the grind and still doing something. That is what the voter remembers most. Last week, two weeks ago, last month, last year. Okay, I remember I saw him at the store or, you know, I remember when he gave out this or I remember having access to him. That's one of the things that we really fail. I'm looking at some national races and and a part of some teams that are doing some autopsies on you know, where we fail as candidates, particularly black candidates. And there's this idea that you don't have to do the work. And so I love your campaign because you are a national person. You have a national name, but have stayed committed to your local community. And that is where a lot of national folks fail. When we look at Willie D or when we look at, let's look at Trey the True, for example, if he were ever to run, yeah, if he was ever to run, you talking about somebody that's putting in work right now in their community. If yes. Killer Mike were ever to run, you're talking about somebody's putting in work right now in his community as in yesterday, not last year, the year before That's that. Right. And it shows a clear vision that if I can do it, when I ran my staffing firm in Orlando, if I can take 300 people as a single mom with an infant going through a divorce in a recession and put people in the community to work, then I know your elected officials should be able to do better. Even if they can't do it with the government purse strings, they should be able to pick up the phone and make a phone call to bring influence into the community. So by you being able to master that, like you said, the strategy of it all, the political side of the relationships that you have, whether it's national, whether it is local, whether it's the mayor who you had to earn that respect because you were very clear last time that you were the underdog, you know, the last time you ran. So that respect had to be earned. It certainly wasn't given. And then still having the humility to to actually do the grind work. That is the part, the, the, the part that I say that I think is is missing in candidates. And I'm glad that you recognize, you know, that those both things are are are, are equally important. So when you said, OK, so now now I'm a part of the machine. Have you heard negative feedback of, okay, well, you're going to sell out or now you're going to be somebody different or how have you managed, managed that? 
it's it's crazy because I'm I'm from the West Ward of Newark, New Jersey myself, Rod Digger, Red Man, the Artifacts. We have a big hip hop community that has a success that's from there. So I guess it's safe to say that I am of the streets, as they as they say now, you know. Go back to the streets. <laughs> you know, I'm from this community. So when I'm out there, um, I have a team that walks with me. We walk Mondays through Thursdays and we do uh, meetings and stuff like that on the weekend with seniors and pastors and all that type of stuff, people of the community. But Monday through Thursday, you can catch me in the West Wall. I'm walking the streets and I'm not picking the nice areas, just the nice areas where we're in the neighborhoods. But I'm from these neighborhoods. So when I see the people, I see some people and I give you a quick story uh, about one of the guys who felt like he had to tell me that he wasn't, they weren't happy. The streets weren't happy that I was connected to the administration. So I see him in the, in the neighborhood and he says, dude, what's up, man? We support you, but we're not sure we really rocking with your team. But why you don't rock with the team? Well, we support Mayor Baraka and you, but we're not sure about the team. Well, Mayor Baraka is the team. It's Team Baraka. So you're kind of contradicting yourself. You support me, you support the mayor, then, then I'm not saying you agree with everything, but you support the team if you support at least those two. And I just started asking him questions, and he couldn't answer my questions. The, the reason why he couldn't answer my questions is because the questions that was posed is like, really, what are you doing in the community? And I had, I had those questions. You know, I, I had answers to those questions. Everything that he wanted to, to argue about, I was already doing the work, so he couldn't really argue about it. You know, so it was just them looking at me as independent and now utilizing the team. They just wanted to not like that for some reason. For whatever reason they had against the machine, maybe they applied for something that they didn't get. And that's another thing. You have these people in the community who apply for things and because they know somebody that's on the administration or in power, they feel like that they can just skip over the process, you know, but process, but the process, what I told them is preparation for you to receive it. And if you skip over the process, you won't be prepared if somebody just gave it to you. So this is how I'm talking to them in the neighborhoods and they get it because they can't front on me. They can't front and say that I haven't been out there. They can't front on me and say that I haven't been doing the work. So when they when they talk that gibberish, it's null and void. And I'm standing right there in their face. You know, so it's not it's not that he say, she say, you know, I have the receipt. So anytime they are talking that test, I just pull out the receipt. That's it. And they go, okay, all right. Yeah, that shuts all that down. In the pressure cooker of the NBA playoffs, there's no room to fake it. When the NBA championship is on the line, every pass, every shot, and every dribble is immediately, undeniably consequential. The playoffs are the time for the real. Real stakes, real emotions, real sweat, real blood, and real tears. Trust me, I know what it takes to bring home a championship ring. The regular season is tough, but these games are a completely different level. Now is the time when legacies are made. The best team will bring home the Larry O'Brien Trophy and add their name to basketball history. Will we see a battle between marquee franchises or will we see a new champion crowned? Which teams will rise from the chaos? Which teams will conquer? Which team is going to make this year their year? These are the moments of unscripted, pure entertainment that only happen on the hardwood. You've waited all season for this. It's time to take it to the next level. Don't miss one minute of the action. Tune into the NBA playoffs on ESPN and ABC. You know a spot, but not just a spot, the spot. Actually, with the 2023 Nissan Frontier, you know a bunch of them. But the key to these great spots? Being able to reach them in the first place. Your spot is out there. Find your Frontier in the 2023 Nissan Frontier with standard 310 horsepower, advanced tech, and 281 pound-feet of torque. State Farm Insurance gets it. Representation alone doesn't equate to authenticity. State Farm understands and wants to help protect our communities by investing in our future. 
building off the hard work our parents have done before us. We all are looking to create generational wealth so that our families and generations behind us have a better starting point than we did. That begins with financial literacy. State Farm helps fund programs like Project Ready, a National Urban League program committed to the educational achievement of Black and Brown youth. To date, participants have been awarded over $11 million in scholarships offers as a direct result of contributions from State Farm. At Eating Wallbrook, we hear inspiring rags to riches stories on each episode from our guests, but with State Farm, you can begin to write your own success story. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities and have a long-lasting impact. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. I want to talk about what you what you're going to do when elected. But before I get to that, explain, because a lot of different people listen from all over. And I want to be clear when you reference the team, because most city races and and it sounds like you're running as a ticket. Is that correct? Yes. OK, mm-hmm. because most uh, just so that those who are listening, the ticket races typically like in Florida, for example, they'll do a ticket race on a state on your state legislators. They'll have a ticket of, hey, this is everybody. You know, we're running as a block. We combine our resources. We help each other. But this is the first time that I'm hearing of a city level race that's running as a team, if you will. Explain what that means when you say the team, because he's an incumbent. So how when you say team, team, you know, for your mayor, what does that look like? Are you guys running as a block in 2022 where he's already picked out who he wants to serve in his administration? Or, or just break that down a little bit so people can understand. So in, in a city like Newark, New Jersey, I believe Chicago might do it as well. And of course, the federal government does it a lot. So the team you have, a, the head of the team is usually the mayor or the governor, depending if the race is, is the election is happening in the same duration of time. So the, our mayor is running for re-election in May of 2022. So with his election, you have nine council members. You have four at-large members, and then you have five ward councils. So in North New Jersey, we have five wards. You know, we have the West Ward, we have the East Ward, North Ward, South Ward, and the Central Ward. So I am running for leadership in the West Ward. In the West Ward is where I grew up. So the mayor will generally pick, if he's the incumbent mayor, he's most likely going to get line A, which we call. And then whoever he picks to be on his team, most likely will get line A with him so that you will vote. And usually seniors, a lot of people who are voters, when they like one person, they usually vote all the way across. Right. So it's almost like voting straight ticket. Right. The whole entire, okay. Now, now, I will say this. When I ran at large and I was independent, I was warning voters, don't vote all the way across. And I want to be straight up and I want to be transparent and say, vote who you've done the research on. Mm-hmm. Vote who has the receipts of the work. Vote with people who are have the same concerns and, and, and are looking for solutions to solve those issues that are that are face you and your neighborhood. I don't care what, what line they're on. And I might have the team get a little bad, yeah. I'd be like, no, yeah, no, but head. that's true because that's the same message that we we send because not even just with seniors, but when we look at presidential elections, people vote mm-hmm. straight Democratic ticket, just all Democrats straight down the line. So basically, what you're saying is you guys run your city uh, races as a team together. That's different. I've never heard of that before. That's why yeah. why I wanted to. Um, well, I've heard of it, but not on the city level. So that's why I kind of want y'all do y'all do cruise in New in East Coast like for everything, even in the streets. Y'all run cruise. Yeah. But I was talking about that. <laughs> I was talking about that side note, hip hop side note. But I was talking mm-hmm. about that. I was watching uh, Raising Canaan, and a lot of my friends from LA it was like, "Yeah, you know, this is accurate, but." In L.A., we don't have crews like that, you know, running work like that. It's not a crew. It's, yeah, we have you know, crews. Yeah, and so that's interesting. So basically, that's how you guys are doing it as a crew. You're running a whole crew, a whole team. Okay, that's cool. That's very different. And yeah, you get the enemies that come with him as well. So first, tell me what it is you're going to do when elected. And then how mm-hmm. do you separate your message then from your crew? I'm going to refer to it as your crew to make sure that you're individualizing you as a person. And not saying, okay, every time the mayor votes this way, I'm going to automatically vote, you know, for for him. I'm still my own, you know, individual man. So how do you balance that type of messaging? And, and that's a great question because a lot of the, the constituents and the residents have the same question because they're 
they're typically used to, if the mayor votes that way, then you have to vote that way. The mayor is going in a different direction now. That's why you see new people that's on his ticket, so to speak. You see new people that's on his team. Because even myself, I've been my own person. Uh, the mayor has voiced this and said that that's why we want to do is because he didn't take the elevator. He took the stairs and he is his own person. He brings new energy. I had an, uh, an event last night and he said the same thing repeatedly. You know, he he's a, a person that's not just going to yes me, but he's going to bring ideas to think about to the table. Like I said, it's five wars in North New Jersey. So each one of those wars has is its own individual problems. It's five wars, but just in my war, which is the West War, we have five parts of that war. So you have a Latino war, you have uh, Haitians and Africans, you have just regular working black folk who are trying to get by. You have homeowners as well. I believe they own like 22% of the homes here in North New Jersey. So that's your higher up middle class elitist almost, you know, area. So you have different you know, different issues, different problems. And the way that you deal with one issue in one side of the war is different, a totally different way in the other side of the war. So that's where the leadership comes in. That's where my representation for the people in the, in the city comes to, to the table where I can bring and say, Mayor, you know, Roseville Avenue, which is our Latino section, we can't just do this over there. We can't just play basketball and football. We need to have so soccer over there. And we need to have somebody who, who can speak Spanish in these sections. And it's different than Upper West World, which is more home ownership. And they might want just the lights turned up and make sure that the, the garbage is not left on the, on the ground when doing garbage pickup. But that's different than the Fairmount side who is dealing with bad crime and drug mm -hmm. dealing. And, mm -hmm. you know, so you have to navigate what is going on in your neighborhoods to be able to, to directly approach and attack the problems. And the mayor who is sitting in City Hall and he's dealing with seeing what the legislation is, is coming from the council and having them vote on it, he doesn't know what these direct problems is. He doesn't know that Ms. Tuna has a rolling problem on 16th Avenue and, and, and 14th Street real bad. So, you know, we are the ones who are there and I bring the problems to the table and say, look, council, look, mayor, this is what's happening. And I need your vote on this. Or, you know, we need to create legislation or, or sometimes it's not even about creating legislation. It's just kind of um, reimagining the, the, the legislation that's already in place, mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. then you start to realize the people that came before you. Some of these people, they're older now. They might have at large positions or they might you know, have some other positions in the state and they sitting back fat. You realize that eight years ago, 12 years ago, they brought up that legislation for photo ops and they never were active about it. Right. And, and then, you know, we have didn't let the community lives. know. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But no, we're going to we're going to we're going to bring people in and, and discover what's going on with the legislation that already exists. And then if, if that's not accurate or if it's not up to date with the times, because Things has to be up to date. You can't you can't ask these young people, the, the youth, to stop doing something without you know spurring things that that spur new job creations and new job employment. And what I mean by that is maybe 15, 20 years ago, you can just put a new basketball court in the area and everybody's like, oh, okay, cool. But now you can't just do that. You need to put computer centers and mm -hmm. teach them about Wi-Fi and IPs and teaching them about investing and, and finance literacy and stuff like that. It's a little different because of how the times are. So you have to stay in tune with the times and in staying in tune with the times, you're staying in tune with your community, you're staying in tune with those people. And now I can bring that and represent my ward and bring that back to City Hall and say, no, no, no. That's the old way. You guys are not even up on the number blocks. I'm there. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, this is mm -hmm. what's happening. I and I can't that. do it alone, though, Tess. I got to do it with the people. I don't care if you don't put me in that seat. You know, I mean, I already claimed it. But if you don't put me in that seat, I don't care if who, him, her, whoever you put in that seat, if they don't connect with the people, if they're not directly in tune with the people and having them be a part of it, it's not going to work, whatever it is. Yeah. And that's why so many candidates lose. I love I love that setup. It's one reason why I love local politics, especially at the executive level, because things get done faster. Uh, it's smaller. You're able to parse out the diversity that you're talking about. 
that political parties just do not. The Democrat Party, you know, just point of clarity as a reminder, I know you know, but I always love to remind people I'm an independent. But one of the things that the Democrat Party does uh, to me that fails is they they pride themselves on being big tent, but they still never parse out all those different elements. You can't have everybody under one big tent and think that everybody's concerns are the same, that everybody has the same problems, the same issues. And that's where they really, really fail. It's sad that the Republican Party is pretty one dimensional, you know, one type it almost, you know, there are there is some diversity, but overall they share the same, you know, fundamental values and there's not a lot of diversity in ethnicity, race, gender, you know, on the Republican side. Here the Democrat side, you have so many different constituencies and it's it's they're not represented equally, they don't have the same voice. They're told to, okay, let's just all kind of have the same problem and as long as we all make 15 an hour it's going to solve everybody's yeah. problem yeah. and as long mm-hmm. as we all have health care or you know medicare for all it's going to solve everybody's problem and as long and that's just not the case uh it is looked at as a negative to have different communities that have different needs when it is a positive if you yes. have a representative that actually knows This is what we need. And what is so unfortunate when it comes to black representatives is they're afraid, you know, to have that conversation on who they represent in their community because they're so wanting to fit in with the other commissioners or the other council people that represent an entirely different uh, demographic that they don't speak up for those issues. So I love that you're talking about that now and up front. What are some of the things that you know you want to either change right away about what's existing or what you want to do new that you've been talking about on the stop? I want to make our corridors more inviting. Revitalization of our ward. In, In all honesty, I believe I'm getting the hardest ward to deal with. Demographically, it's and geographically, it's, it's a weird shape because of um, the rezoning of, of the certain parts of the city. We're going to rezone this part and put it here. So when people Google Newark, this is the nice section and they won't see this crime here. Or they want to, you know, so it's the rezoning that makes the, the ward kind of weirdly geographically shaped when it comes to districts. We have 37 districts in, in, in the ward. That's five. That makes up five parts of the war. So, you know, we don't have one franchise restaurant where somebody can say, and, and it's not giving anybody any props or unless they're going to advertise with you, but you know, I mean, uh, let's say a Friday's, we don't have a Friday's. Don't get me wrong. We have great mom and pop restaurants and salute to all of the entrepreneurs and the, and the business owners who own those, those restaurants. But they're not franchise welcoming restaurants that somebody can Google and say, you know what? Let's go for a meal at Fridays. Let's let's go for a meal at this franchise. Let's go have our meeting up in Westmore. It's mm-hmm. not inviting. It's only we're, we're known for number blocks. And when you say number blocks, people go, oh, man, I'm not going to 15, 15. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. of the, the, you know, of the illusion that they have of, of the negativity that happens. So I want to make it more inviting, but it's not going to take me alone. It's going to take business owners on the, to, to understand that it's going to get worse before it get better. Because what we're going to do is what I want to do is, is hold them accountable, hold them accountable to keeping the, the front of it clean. The, 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 uh, the way that you advertise with the signs and everything outside, make it inviting. Don't allow lawyering in front of your building, you know, or in front of your storefront. Don't allow this. So if, we can do that. It's going to take more work from the administration, which is good that now I'm part of the administration because when I was running before, I couldn't do that while I was running. But now I can do it while I was running. I need sanitation up here. I need them to, to deal with this situation. I need code enforcement to come and hold these homeowners who actually have uh, residents on top of their businesses, on top of their storefronts. I need you to hold them accountable. I can't have you making millions of dollars off of our poor community, and then the residents who rent the, the homes from you are in shambles. How has the business community uh, received that message? Um, some, of okay. some of them good. Some of them good, but some of them not so good. Okay. So we do this thing. We do this thing called educate the block. When we do educate the block, we bring public safety out, which is fire and police. We bring those people out. 
we knock on doors to see what some of the issues are. But at the same time, code enforcement comes out too. They're checking licenses in stores. They're checking dates of, of things that are happening uh, on the food in stores. I'll give you an example. We did a code enforcement in the West Ward around one area. And the reason why we did educate the block there was because we, we heard that out-of-towners, and when I say out-of-towners, I'm talking about people from neighboring cities like Orange and East Orange were coming, and they were the ones starting starting confusion and problems in front of this storefront, which causes problems for the neighbors who live in this area. So we brought all of the, the fire police out and code enforcement and went into the store. And the store had all outdated canned goods, outdated bread. So my thing is, you're actually feeding this stuff to our neighborhoods. Oh, wow. So, and, and to answer your question, that that business owner is not going to like it because we shut them down. Right. But the other business owners will appreciate it because it shows, hey, I've done my part. So, I, you know, I bring the business to me. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and that's just it. Like, I want to I want to let everybody know I'm not going to be somebody who's gunslinging, but I'm going to be the person who's going to hold you accountable. And, and we should want that if we love our city. I just believe when people love their city, they can change it. And, and we can only do it together. You know, we, if we're talking about um, making sure that our our community eats right in the community, fruits, vegetables, and not just things that are going to give them diabetes and be health problems later, then that's part of it, right? By making sure that they're accountable, making sure that they have proper food for the neighborhoods to eat inside that. It's a whole process, cleaning up outside, you know, just making the corridors inviting. If you see an area and you're, you're new to the area or if you're driving and you want to stop and get a coffee, you might go 10 blocks away until you reach downtown area, which is all set up pretty and nice because you didn't want to stop and get a coffee at Mr. Jack's or Miss Sue's on the corner because the area was dirty. It was garbage. It was people all hanging out. You're like, you know what? I'm going to take this, go to 10 blocks and go get a Dunkin' Donuts coffee. You know, so we have to hold them accountable. And by holding them accountable, I know some business owners are not going to be, because they're so locked in their way and used to what they're doing, they're not going to be so appreciative of, of it initially. But the ones who are going through the process and are doing the right thing, they're going to love it. And that's what it's about, man. It's, it's about getting back to where we need to be, making our corridors inviting. Because when it's inviting, more people want to come. More people come, it creates economic development. More money is spent. If more money is spent, they might look up and say, man, I wonder if that apartment is available. Now, then, then you, you have more residents. You introduce more residents, more people spending money to your neighborhood. But if it's not inviting, people won't come. People won't spend their money. People don't want to live there. And then it's bad for not just the West World, it's bad for Newark, New Jersey. In the pressure cooker of the NBA playoffs, there's no room to fake it. When the NBA championship is on the line, every pass, every shot, and every dribble is immediately, undeniably consequential. The playoffs are the time for the real. Real stakes, real emotions, real sweat, real blood, and real tears. Trust me, I know what it takes to bring home a championship ring. The regular season is tough, but these games are a completely different level. Now is the time when legacies are made. The best team will bring home the Larry O'Brien Trophy and add their name to basketball history. Will we see a battle between marquee franchises, or will we see a new champion crowned? Which teams will rise from the chaos? Which teams will conquer? Which team is going to make this year their year? These are the moments of unscripted, pure entertainment that only happen on the hardwood. You've waited all season for this. It's time to take it to the next level. Don't miss one minute of the action. Tune into the NBA playoffs on ESPN and ABC. If you're looking for the most epic place on earth, let's start at the base of a massive waterfall. Then trek through the thick jungle. Then climb to the peak of a snowy mountaintop. Then once you get there, keep going. Because with intelligent 4x4 and 7 drive modes and a Nissan Pathfinder, the search is the real adventure. Available feature. Intelligent 4x4 cannot prevent collisions or provide enhanced traction in all conditions. Always monitor traffic and weather conditions. State Farm Insurance gets it. Representation alone doesn't equate to authenticity. State Farm understands and wants to help protect our communities by investing in our future. 
building off the hard work our parents have done before us. We all are looking to create generational wealth so that our families and generations behind us have a better starting point than we did. That begins with financial literacy. State Farm helps fund programs like Project Ready, a National Urban League program committed to the educational achievement of Black and Brown youth. To date, participants have been awarded over $11 million in scholarships offers as a direct result of contributions from State Farm. At Eating Wallbrook, we hear inspiring rags to riches stories on each episode from our guests, but with State Farm, you can begin to write your own success story. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities and have a long-lasting impact. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Is everything kind of centered around economic development? It's kind of your main revitalization. Board. And the reason I say revitalization because it's not just about brick and mortar. It's about revitalizing the mindset too, the mindset of our youth, the mindset of our seniors as well. You know, we 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 have to create a different type of entertainment and outreach for our seniors because we can't just lock them in a building and expect them to play bingo for the to their last days. You know. And then they're scared of our youth. We need to kind of make them be together and mm-hmm. make them have engagement with each other. So what I'm doing with our devices for all program is we have the youth. We give those who are in need of computers and we also educate them in computers because you'll be surprised at the people who don't know how to work computers because they just oh, don't yeah. have them. Mm-hmm. But the seniors don't have computers as well. They don't know about going on the website. They know they're here, but they don't have it to actually do it. So we give the computers to to the youth and the seniors, and we give a couple of questions to the youth that that they can ask the seniors so they can start talking and conversation, get them engaged. Now, what's happening is the youth are teaching the the elders, the seniors about uh, the digital divide and technology, and the elders are giving the wisdom to the youth. But what it's also doing is, it's making them both unafraid of each other. Mm-hmm. It's making the, the youth uh, want to engage a senior and also have respect for them because of the story they told them. It's also making those seniors who live around a number of blocks but in the senior building not scared to walk across the street to the store, whether it's with the walker, whether it's in their scooter, or whether it's just plain walking across the street. Instead of sending somebody, they can walk because now they know. They know Hakeem or they or they know Lisa or they know Tamika and, you know, they know these people in the community. So we keep them engaged with each other and, and you know, it, it's been working out. So revitalization, make the community more inviting. Accountability is what I'm hearing is what you're pushing uh, when you will be in office next year in May 22. Well, I know I got to get out of here because our girl, Marcy, our produ- my producer, Shout our friend, my friend, <laughs> she's letting me know, telling me to rap. <laughs> but I can listen to you talk all day. And it's just because I'm so very proud of you uh, and what you're doing. And I know we have a little ways off. You know, you're always welcome to come anytime. I know you're busy, you're grinding, you're doing all type of interviews. And your most important interviews is really knocking on those doors and meeting yes. with people. You know, I, I go out there and, and uh, I'm out there in one hour. Actually. Absolutely. Yeah. So yeah. I, I, I am all about the ground game, the ground pound. You know, this type of stuff is great and important, you know, as you build your brand, because you never know, you know, who may listen to me in your community. Uh, but still, the most important thing you're doing is knocking on those doors. But still, uh, you're always welcome to come back at any time because I really just believe uh, that you are a model uh, with how people should be running, uh, what it means to run local, what it means to um Use your experience from a national level, a hip hop level, a national figure and localize that. That's a main that's a real big issue uh, that I I see a lot of candidates that have national platforms. They just don't know how to split that switch, you know, and, and be local and still be national at the same time and bring those resources, you know, together to benefit the hood. And, and just real quick, I'm, I'm sorry for cutting you off, but I, that's a great point to tell before you get out of here. I want people to know that people in the hip-hop community, people in the hip-hop culture. I'm not just running for the West Ward of Newark, New Jersey. This is for hip-hop, too. Because what what I'm saying to you, anybody in hip-hop, anybody in the culture, allow myself, allow my city to be a model for you so you can take those same things that we're doing here and take it back to your city. 
utilize us, utilize me, because that way the culture of hip hop keeps expanding in a whole nother way, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, I'm always down to help any way I can. I know we talked about this before. And one of the things, you know, that I love doing outside of cable news and working on campaigns is training and development. That's my favorite thing to do. So I love watching races that I can, you know, look at as a model. And I just don't believe that we have the access to the resources, the expertise or the candidates that can really speak the language to bring that next generation up. I love Hip Hop Caucus and this is certainly no shade to them. You know, I've worked with them on a couple of different occasions, but I'm not sure. Uh, I know we had a con- I had a conversation with them about training, you know, and getting people up to speed. And so you should be the type of candidate that they're pushing all the time that they're saying, hey, this is the guy to, to be like. And I'm hoping to see, I know a shout out to Brandy, great a PR person, you know, working over there. But they, to me, they have a ways to go. I, I want to know that we have a hip hop community uh, that not, you know, that's not just, uh, you know, saying, hey, you know, do is running, but actually you know, have a, um, you know, leadership training or coaching or right, training, something to be able to share that knowledge so that it's not as hard for the next person and the next person and, and, and give people an opportunity, you know, to, um, be a part of the process. I did just a random training and I am going to get at it cause Marcy's going to kill me, <clears throat> but I did a random training on Instagram. I marketed it just on Instagram for a reason. I didn't market it on Facebook. I didn't market it on Twitter. I didn't go into uh, my contacts and it was called, you know, we're part of a series that I always do. Are you going to run for office or run your mouth? I used, I think you probably saw the flyer. I used Juicy J as the music. I had over 300 people that signed up for that. Uh, almost 60. That's, I mean, that's amazing. Mm-hmm. Almost 60% showed up. That is in the training world. That's almost unheard of to get that type of ratio. Um, right. where they actually show up on a Saturday to sit down. And these are not people that said they want to run. These are not people that are actually in politics. These are not people that came to me because they're, you know, quote unquote, hey, you know, went to my website and said, hey, I know you're a trainer. I want to be trained. These are just people that just follow my grind. So that tells me there's a market out there, you know, for somebody to hear from you. So, and and to hear from me. So we just have to keep pushing the line, homie. And real quick before we leave, because <laughs> you, you just made me think of something. I know, don't kill me, Marcy, don't kill her. Yeah. But, so we have four mayors in the surrounding city who have just united. Orange, New Jersey, Mayor Warren, Irvington, New Jersey, Mayor Voss, East Orange, New Jersey, Mayor Green, and Rajay Baraka and Mayor of North. We need you. I'm going to talk to you offline because we just came from Martha's Vineyard having an incredible meeting about these type of things and, and the forward steps of, of four black mayors in the surrounding area with power. We need you. Okay. I appreciate that. Yeah. Let's definitely talk offline. We have got, you know, I tell people all the time on my show, it's not always about allies or accomplices. I'm looking for frontline soldiers and that's not everybody. I don't speak for everybody, just some of y'all. And if we can organize, you know, when I say we, I'm talking about like minds. I'm not talking about everybody because this ain't for everybody. But if we mean it, <laughs> if we mean we, when I say we, I mean like minds, we have to train and develop. You have to. We cannot just continue to allow people to have to learn on their own, learn the hard way. Shout out to you going from underdog to top dog. But everybody doesn't get that opportunity. There's a lot of gems that you can because we don't even have the time. There's a lot of gems I know that you have on how you were able to do that without pissing everybody off, without burning every bridge. That's what usually happens when people run, you know, the first time, the second time, third time they get bitter. And they very hard, (laughs) very hard. So you were able to really finesse that in a way that work to your benefit without selling yourself out. And so that's a lot of game, you know, that we just have that we really, you know, need to start getting out there to, to raise up the next generation because in the next 10, 20 years, we'll be the ones that are in our fifties and sixties and seventies. So who's going to be the next generation. And if they're not getting led, the big homies ain't telling them who going to tell them. We literally are the big homie and not because I'm the the oldest, but because I done been down this road and I got some game I can give you. And so if we're not giving it to them, who will? So when you're saying partner with the seniors, they also need to partner with you too, because they're going to understand you, relate to you, and you're going to give them that game. Because like you said, you got the receipts from the sweets to the sweets. So thank you so much for stopping (laughs) by. I'm going to end this before Marcy texts me one more time and give me the signal (laughs) telling me to wrap it up. 
Shout out to Marcy again. Um, so very uh, grateful that she made this introduction. You have just been wonderful to watch, a blessing to watch. Keep on grinding. Anything I can do, I'm always sharing and telling folks. And those of you that live in Newark, New Jersey, make sure you vote for the homie next year, May 2022. It will be here right. before you know it. Don't take it for granted. Oh, that's next year. No. Every day counts. Share the information. Follow him on Instagram. Follow him on Twitter. Follow him on Facebook. Follow him in the streets. That's most important. Tell your friends. Campaigns are not one online. They're one on the ground. So like you you heard yourself, go out, follow him, go to the events. He's always going live. I'm always checking in when I can. And give him a hand. Don't just say, don't walk up with just a criticism. Walk up with a way on how you can help. Because we definitely get enough criticism for days, trust me. But we rarely get people to say, how can I get my hands dirty? What can I do to help? And so that's we just right. need a few more people like that that's willing to be about the solution and not just talk about the problem. So we are proud of you and always a friend here. Anytime you want to come by, stop by, drop some game in our life, tell us what you're doing and don't change your number when you win because you will be nah. winning. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's what my team said, too. It's going to change the number. I'm like, all right. I might add one, but I won't change it. Yeah, right. Well, we appreciate you, homie. Thank you so much. We love you. God bless. Thank you for coming by. Thanks, Chad. Love you, too, man. If you like what you heard on Straight Shot No Chaser, please subscribe and drop a five-star review and tell a friend. Straight Shot No Chaser is a production of the Black Effect Podcast Network and iHeartRadio. I'm Tislin Figaro, and I'd like to thank our producer, editor, mixer, the one and only Marcy DePina, our mix master, Dwayne Crawford, and our executive producer, Charlemagne the God. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. In the pressure cooker of the NBA playoffs, there's no room to fake it. Every pass, shot, and dribble is immediately consequential. The playoffs are the time for the real. Real stakes, real emotions, real sweat, blood, and tears, real legacies. Which teams will rise from the chaos? Which teams will conquer? Which team is going to make this year their year? You already know when and where to find these moments of unscripted, pure entertainment. Don't miss one minute of the action. Tune into the NBA playoffs on ESPN and ABC. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org.